Hello, this is Victor Nyauchi listening to Clubhouse and Podcast. Not that cricket. In podcast, the name is Larry Quidditch, and we are as ever so excited because we are on the eve of a uh, of a series that's coming up. Um, my name is Larry Quidditch, and I'm here with uh, Stato Stanju Wazawasa. Larry, how are you doing, buddy? I'm good. I mean, like, I'm just always excited when cricket is back, and you know, this podcast that I started like a year ago now is. It's meant to focus on what we can get an extractor of cricket in Zimbabwe because other platforms outside Zimbabwe don't really capture our game. And um, the the team, as has been mentioned, is being has come out. The Netherlands are here. The press conferences we've been had. The last bits of practice have happened. First of all, let's let's go through the team. What are your thoughts? Well, for starters, I think it's it's probably one of the strongest sides we've we've put out there, isn't it? Uh, when you look at it. You would like to think the selectors had a healthy squad to select from. The senior players who you normally count on, you, the likes of Sean Williams, Blessing Mazaradani, all back from injury. So at least the selectors had a full strength squad to select from. I always talk about the absence of uh, Sean Williams. He's got his energy, and um, Steve Kirby, when we entered, we had the press conference earlier, said his understanding of the game. And also with Raza coming back, often we always forget that Raza has been out in and out of the team recently because of his uh, commitments in the franchise leagues. But even that, it allows you to have an extra batter, that's number one, or an extra bowler depending on the conditions, or it could also allow you to, to, you know, to have extra person who can bowl who can take wickets. Yeah, I mean, Sean, we know his all-round capabilities. Okay, obviously, for starters, he's selected as a batsman who can bowl. So, more importantly, you get you then look at the, the conditions. Obviously, the captain will look to use him a lot more with regards to that. Obviously, now at the bottom it allows you to bring in an next an all-out spinner as well. Because now, what it also means, you also have Sakanda Raza who's come back as you say. He's an all-round as well. He's quite handy with with those off spinners. So you have that brilliant combination of spinners who can bat with regards to Sakanda Raza and Sean Williams. And then you can what it also means is because you've got these guys as spin bowlers, you can afford to win with an extra seamer. So it's quite a good balance for Zimbabwe. It's quite a good conundrum for the head coach and selectors together. Just uh, in case you don't know what the squad is, Gary Valance, Ryan Burl, Tanisha Tara. Don't worry, it's, that's not the order they're going to bat in. <laughs> in case anyone's thinking Chitara's going to bat at number three. He wouldn't mind, though, knowing today, Chitara. There you go. Craig Irvin, the captain. Bradley Evans, Innocent Kaia, Clive Madande, Wesley Madere, Tadiwa Nasha Marumani, uh, Wellington Masakata, Brandon Mavuta, Blessing Zarabani, Richard Nkaraba, Sikandar Raza, and Sean Williams. Um... Also, Sean Williams coming back into the team, you know, the, the, the group captaincy, like, you know, so I, I think there were some matches in which, especially, particularly in the tests, 
you kind of felt like in some instances the Craig felt isolated. They didn't have enough old heads around him that for the tactical news, especially people who've been captains or are captains for the national team. In this instance, uh, Sean Williams is a captain uh, for the chess team. So in terms of when Kanaja Apresa, you can also call on these guys to, for decision making. Look, I do understand uh, even a, a leader at some point needs help. Okay. Craig Irvine has also been working on his game. You know how Craig Irvine operates. He likes to score runs, but up and about that, he has the, the extra duty of making sure he's leading a team. And you're talking about the Tessies, there was plenty of inexperience in that. Five debutants, if you look at that first game. So when you have someone like a Sean Williams, you know, the captain can also afford to relax. You know, the other senior players can take care of the other little nitty-gritties in and on, on and off the field. Mm. So it, it can't be just a one-man job, because the one-man job, the man that has to perform, he also has to worry about his performances as well, and shepherding the team and up above that, his own performance. Mm. And that's not even talking about the off-the-field stuff, because everybody just thinks captaincy is on the field. <laughs> so there's a lot that's going on. Now, looking at the, 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 the key aspect I'm going to look at, would you in wicket keeping? Are you going to go with Clive Madande or are you going to go with uh, Marumani or are you going to try and give both of them experience in, 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 in the, the ODI system? Well, for starters, the one thing that I noticed in that series versus Ireland was that uh, the, the head coach, Dave Harton, tried by all means to try and give them both a chance. But now what it comes down to is it comes down to who opens the batting for Zimbabwe mm. because you've got innocent Tahir, you've got someone like Wesley Matibeli who's open prior, especially in the T20s, and then you've got Martin uh, Tadiwa Nashi Marumani himself. Mm. So the question is, where is Tadiwa Nashi Marumani going to bat? I suppose that will be the number one key factor. Should he bat up the order? Should he bat middle or lower down? If he bats lower down, then obviously he, can, he gets to keep. Not to say you can't keep even opening the batting, but I suppose the key thing here is who gets to open. But if you're the coach, um, because the third match, I think Maramano was going to back down the order, I think it was number six or something like that, and he was going to keep, and then that got rained off. Are you looking at a situation and say, I never got to have a look at him, I'm going to give him two games this time because I gave Clive two games against Ireland. So would that be a way to think? The question now, with regards to that, is who's the better batsman for you at that in that position? And I think right now, if you, I think Clyde Badani is a better um, runner between the wickets. Not to say uh, Tadio Nashi Marmani can do it because he can also finish. That's the good thing about Marmani. We noticed how he played very well for Eagles mm -hmm. in the final and throughout the T20 season when Dougie Hondo, the Eagles captain, decided to drop him, not to drop him, but to say, but to change him from opening and to bat him lower down the water and it worked for him he didn't score as many runs at opening he scored them lower down the water so it's something perhaps that, that the thick tank of the team can try and utilise and not only j just his wicket keeping but as a finisher do we have a finisher yes we do yes we know we've got the, the ability of Sekander Raza he's, he's been doing that for quite a while now and has haven't had a still of a year but why not groom someone else if, if we know he can open fair enough but if he can do the job lower down the water there's no harm in trying to give him a look because the way I'm seeing it, isn't this, wouldn't one look at this match or this series where as trying out new combinations? That's the reason I'm throwing in that. Because uh, you see, I mean, the interview that we, I think we had with Dave Houghton is that they're going to try as much as possible to get 
both night was Craig before the pre-series to try and get both the uh, you know both of these young men to to keep working during during the series. I know Craig, uh, Clive has gotten more time keeping working, so he's gotten a lot more experience in, in, in more experience at least than Tadeo Nashimadamani. Well, to be honest, I think I'm naturally inclined to go with Clive Madani. I mean, he's an all-out king. Yeah. So I think when you have a, a, a batting lineup this strong, and then you, if you know you want to take wickets, you want to take wickets, you might as well have a safe pair of hands mm-hmm. behind the wicket because you've got a good solid batting lineup from one to five to six if you like to go that far. So it's not about lack of of batsmen here, but mm-hmm. it's more to, about who is the better keeper. And I think when you're looking at that question, to answer that question, I think naturally I'm naturally inclined to go with Clive Madande and then hopefully try and see if I can get someone like Tadeo Nashimalimani to open and if there's need to use Wesley then at least you've got a spare opener. And in this instance Wesley's been struggling for runs. Do you do you keep carrying him into form or do you just keep him in the camp, try to get him to you know, to bond with the boys again and then give him a game towards the end? What do you do in this instance? For someone like uh, Wesley Madavid, I think it's important that he's within the group. Okay, We know what he's capable of. Perhaps at the moment it's just low in confidence and perhaps staying within that group and, and just being hungry and working with, with Stuart and Dave Harton, that might help. Obviously things did not go well for him in the last in the couple of domestic games that he's played. But one thing is, I know, he's just that one good knock away from, from being the Wesley Madavid that we know. What if you... Then the fear becomes if you don't play him in the first batch, what if that got up was going to come in? <laughs> because his talent is undoubted. The talent he is, is he's no an t- incredible player. He's not and not only that, right. he can bowl and he's, yeah. he's a great fielder as well. So he brings a lot to, 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 the, to, the, to the setup, even if, it's, even if he's not uh, playing well, if he's not getting runs. He's saving a lot of runs. Yeah, well, you know how his ability with regards to fielding, certainly that's, there's plenty of youthful exuberance. But at the end of the day, look, you've got to come down. You can only play 11. Okay, that's, that's the harsh reality of the game. And one thing is certain, you're going to have to pick players that you feel are in good nick. Yes, there's room for, for, the, for, 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 for that experimentation with regards to knowing what a player can do. But I think with the sort of starts that you want, you want to go with those that you feel I'm good nick at the moment. And for me, when I see this team, it's looking like uh, um, there's no harm in having a left-right-hand combination. You can have Innocent Kahir and Tadio Nashimalmane opening. I, I, I feel tactically that would make more sense for me. So not Craig opening this time? You keep him at number three? I would like to keep Craig at number three. I think he's a seasoned campaigner. He's done the job there. I don't think there's any need to tinker with, with, with that number three spot. So, you can, so I guess you'd be one to open in the T20s more. But like what he's done, he's done pretty well in the T20s. Well, it's unfortunate that there isn't any T20s in this series. However, I'm looking forward. General. Well, looking forward, if you look at Craig, I would like to see him stay at three. In general, in across, general all across all formats, and just give an opportunity to the young guys like you, Tobio Nashimalmani, mm. allow them to express themselves as they, and that's the only way they can start gelling into this team. Someone like an innocent career, I think he's someone that we could also look to try. So, in that T20 format, I think we've got enough guys who, who, who really like to express themselves, and I like the fact that for me, keeping Craig at three, you've got that control factor. 
And then obviously you fall exactly. quick. Wicked falls. He knows what to do. He knows what to do. He knows what the, he reads the situation quite well. He's got the ability to adapt to the situation in terms of what gear to press on. Should I hold the innings? Should I then accelerate? And then up and above that, you've got the likes of Sean Williams, who's come back. He's a natural ball striker anyway. He gets things going. Gary Balance plus Sagana Raza up there. That's quite a strong lineup when you think about it. It is. It is. I mean, look. It, it doesn't guarantee performances. Mm-hmm. Okay, you still have to go out there and do and do the job. But however, it's important to note that at least we've got the best personnel in the squad right now that we have. It gives you a chance. It does. It definitely does give you a chance. So you, you you've been involved in coaching at least in domestic and also in part of the setup at international. The day before a match like this, what's going on through the lads' heads? What, what, how, what, I know each coach has a different way of preparing, but generally, what are the known knowns about what you do on the eve of a series? Well, on a day like this, this is the day that you give it to the boys. You give it to the players. Guys, what do you need? What, what extra do you need? Do you need extra hits? Do you want to ball a bit more? Do you, do you feel that? So that day pretty much belongs to the player. Allow them to settle down, allow them to be comfortable. And this is where that aspect of experience starts. This is where it kicks in now, not, not on, on, on match day. The aspect of experience kicks in now. You should know what you want to do, what's your, what's your routine, how do you prepare for a match, and even the nerves. Right? That's the one aspect where experience is really, really important. And this is where a lot of players like you, Sean Williams, you, Craig Irvine, with that a lot of experience, Sakanda, Sakanda is always buzzing, lots of energy. This is where they do so well. It's the eve before the match. The next day, it's it's like there was it's gone. It's, it's like no, it's like there's not even a match. Ah. You know that's because they now calm. They know they know how to handle that aspect of pressure because pressure begins now, knowing that tomorrow I have a match and I have to perform. And uh, I, I guess the there's the same applies to the coaching staff. So you kind of like modeling them. And do players approach? you approach the coaching staff for outside the game if I'm feeling a little nervous for like psychosocial support is that something that happens or is that something that generally is is um, is not done it happens obviously that's now the player coach relationship however players generally like to go talk to other players mm-hmm. so this is where you see now that the likes of Sakandaraz, uh, I think this is where he, he's, he's got a strong point because he generally talks to everyone. He's, he's, he's quite inviting. You can you can approach. He's approachable. Mm-hmm. Not to say the rest of the guys are not, but uh, this is where some of the senior players really really play a huge part, especially with regards to the new guys that are concerned. I've certainly seen that uh, Gary Balance has some effect on the innocent Kaye. You can see from the middle that, especially if I'm batting together. In spite of the fact that, you know, the frustrating thing about Innocent Kaye is it gets to those 30s and 40s and doesn't turn them into big, big hundreds. He's got an ODI 100, so it's not as if he doesn't have a big score. But you just kind of feel that this is a guy who could potentially score quite a bag of hundreds. Yeah, well, I mean, we had a similar plan in Rusis uh, Ibanez, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So it's all about just being hungry and just taking it process by process. And I think someone like a uh, an innocent career when we talk about technique is probably one of the best looking uh, cricketers we've got in the country but I think it's just that that hunger to want to score a little a little quicker I think that's where for me his main concern is he's worried about about scoring 
Whereas when he spends time on the wicket, he just needs to calm down, spend time on the wicket. He's a natural ball striker. He's got good scoring shots. He can score around, all around the wicket. So it's just about being calm and not putting himself under pressure to say, hey, I have to score. He can score naturally. Mentally, yeah, you know, I wouldn't call the Netherlands a superior side to Zimbabwe based on experience and so forth. But the Netherlands lead Zimbabwe on head-to-head 2-1, albeit the first match was the 2003 World Cup, or I think it was, and then there was, there was a series that uh, Zimbabwe went to and lost 2-0 in, in the Netherlands. And the, uh, the, the Scott Edwards, wonderful guy, the, the, the captain of the Netherlands, said, you know what, it does give us some, you know, confidence coming in that we've beaten these guys before, albeit in their own um, territory. But the question, and he also said, but this is a different Zimbabwe team and this is a different environment. How much does that play on the mind of the Zimbabwe players, though? That do you know, do, do sometimes then players put themselves under pressure to quote unquote right this wrong? To say, you know what, it's like how, you know, when, when Zimbabwe got knocked out by the UAE in the World Cup qualifier. There was a need, I think, in some players to play the UAE and show them that that felt like a fluke. And, and look, let's even talk not even that far. The T20 World Cup, it's a different format, but a lot of the same players that have faced each other, Zimbabwe losing that, and ultimately missing out on the automatic qualification for the World Cup. How much of that plays into the player's mind? Whether they were to overcompensate on trying to revenge or do people just say, okay, new game? Well, for starters, there's a couple of players in the Zimbabwe unit that, are, that were part of a couple of those losses. And, I mean, yes, we've played uh, the Netherlands six times, okay, but three of those were unofficial one day, and three were official, and that's where your stat is rightful in that we, they lead us 2-1. However, at this level, okay, this is where your mental strength as a player comes in. You can't hold on to ghost of Christmas past. At the end of the day, it's about bringing your A game. You've got to play your best cricket. You've got to play your best cricket as an individual and as a unit. So, we spoke about having a strong squad, but how good will our execution be? Because at the end of the day, that collective effort as, as a unit is what guarantees the result. So, yes, mentally it's there, but for people, for, 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 for senior players, those who are there, I don't think it's an issue that they should be thinking about because they know that just recently we got one over in the Netherlands, although it was a T20 format. So they too know that they can beat the Netherlands. Okay. And so now, the, we, we talked a bit about Sikana Raza, just to move away from, the, from, from this series. Just won the, um, with the Lahore calendars, the PSL title, by one run. I say it in my match report, he made one run, <laughs> so it was that one run that won it for, for the whole calendars. How is Raza buzzing right now, and how does he take that championship that he's been able to to achieve and the experience, and and you know infuse it into the youngsters and other players in the team? Well, he's definitely riding the wave. In cricket terms, we do say when you're in form, take advantage of it because when it goes you will struggle and you don't know when it comes back. Mm-hmm. But the good thing about Sikanda, he's found a way to elongate that form. And I think taking the fact that he's, he's, he's had opportunities to play out there, it just 
further helps him and, and, and strengthens his, 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 his cricket brain. And I mean, he, when he comes back like now, he's bringing all these little metacritics that he's learning out there to some of these these youngsters who he sees perhaps feel uh, they need help. So he's riding the wave and it's good. It's always good to have that one X-Factor player in your squad that you know when things are shaky or even when things are still going on, he can go on to finish off or resuscitate innings. But what I like about the squad right now, um, the way I look at it, it's not, yes, Sakandaraza is a four, brilliant, but it's now, I would like to see Zimbabwe have that um, X-Factor, not only just in Sakandaraza, but the likes of of the captain Craig Evan, I know he's been short of runs, and he's a he's a guy who's forever hungry. But I did like to see like performances from guys like Ryan Bell. I think he's a he's a fantastic player. He's a fantastic all round player. We forgot about him when we were talking about uh, the bowling all rounders. He can finish off a game as well. I did like to see uh, Gary Balance. Obviously, still early early days for him in the Zimbabwe shirt. I did like to see guys like Innocent Kahia doing the job for Zimbabwe and not just banking on Sakandaraza. One guy I'm glad to see back when you talk about bowling is Rango, and he's just come back with a new sense of urgency. He doesn't concede many runs anymore, and he's a proper strike bowler. For me, it, it's, it plays testament to, to how much, if you play a lot of domestic cricket, and you learn how to bowl over and over again, especially red ball cricket, that just makes you a better all-round player. What I can credit uh, um, Brandon Mafuto with is that hunger. Okay, he's he's he's, he's come back stronger because of the hunger, and because of that hunger, he's come out there in the domestic in the domestically. Not only is he putting overs, but he's out, outside the scene, off the field. He's been putting in the hard work, and I think that's where it starts from. If you if you're professional enough and if you're disciplined enough to go and do the hard yards prior to game time, then the rewards are now starting to show. So it's no, it's no fluke that he's starting to bowl. I mean, we've seen the shades of 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 of, of, of Rangel when he made the, the South African T20 league and was doing well for Zimbabwe. And then all of a sudden things kind of drifted, but he maintained that hunger to want to come back and is being rewarded by the selectors and head coach. And uh, another, the, I know we mentioned blessing Zarabani. But I saw him bowling a little bit earlier. He's been out for a couple of months, and you can see that he feels that he's lost out a lot, and he's just going to compensate this year. Um, the lengths he's bowling, the speed he's bowling, and he's got he's got a more side action now. It's no longer the full frontal action when his body is open. Um, how much of an effect is Steve Kirby having a lot of, on a lot of these guys, and as far as their bowling is concerned? Well, there's plenty of experience from the from the counter circuit, isn't it, that he that he brings, and uh, what we see working with someone like a blessing, I think he's probably excited, you know, working with a, with a player of that of that stature, with, with what he brings, that height, that pace, the bounce. So the one thing we get from Steve as an individual already is the energy. Hmm. He's an energetic person, and one thing that I've noticed that they do so well together is that they both bring their energies together, they're both willing to work hard, and that's what you get from Steve. If you're willing to work, I'm willing to work with you. So mm. that positivity, that positivity, and from a bowler like Blessings Zarabani, like you said, he has missed out on, on, on quite a lot of, of, of international cricket for, for, for Zim this season. So he's looking to come back. He's the spearhead of the attack um, with the likes of Delay Chattara and uh, Rich and Richie Marawa. So he's looking forward to, I know, because he does play for the Southern Knox, we haven't had him this season with Mr. but he's, he's more than been happy to come and uh, 
had a chat with, the, with the, some of the younger bowlers just about how do you go about things. So it's, it's I think it's, it's a good time for, for Zimbabwe cricket, bowling-wise, especially with Tete Chitala, the senior statesman. We don't know how long we're going to have him, but when you've got someone like a blessing, Saraba named Richard Garawa, in the attack, and obviously plus the, 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 the swing of uh, Bradley Evans, I think it's a good unit. It's a good unit. Okay. And, uh, I'm it's in good hands. Steve Kirby. Yeah, and then we also forget that Basim Zarabani has got county experience. Plenty of county experience, so he pretty much knows some of these players. So that that also that really really helps because that prior that that experience, that tactical knowledge of how these guys do go about their their their, their work is like the likes of Basta Lady. He was here with with the county group, mm -hmm. so. These are players, they get along well, but up and above that, it's game time. Yes, you find yourselves in different camps. Yes, whether you're playing together, counter side, but it's that knowledge that gives you the upper hand. Okay, so before we go, your prediction for the series? Um, <laughs> I'd like to think whoever takes this, it'll probably be a 2 1 result either side. Whoever wins, I'm, like, I'm seeing a 2 1. A 2 1, there's no, there's no whitewash. No whitewash. Why? You don't think Zimbabwe can, can wash this? Not to say I don't think, but I think it's all. It'll, it comes down to those first two games, isn't it? it? Comes down to those first two games. For me, what I'd like to see about Zimbabwe is I did like to see Zimbabwe get themselves in, in, in situations where they start winning two games in a row. Mm. I think often we win the first one, we, we we win the first one, lose the second, or we lose the first one, bounce yeah. back, and then that sort of thing. I did like to see Zimbabwe growing consistency. Three match cities, the only way to guarantee yourself three match cities, try by all means to win the first two games, then you know you have the series wrapped up. Yeah. Instead of this business of having to win one, lose, and then you have to get into a series decider. How much of an effect would winning the series have for either side come qualifier a couple of months from now? Well, look, it's it's the ICC World Cup Super League, which means there's points involved here. Mm -hmm. And right now, Zimbabwe I think is twelfth and our Netherlands thirteen. So you see how pretty close it is with regards to these two teams. So there's plenty to play for. So this is why it's hard to say that there will be a whitewash here because mm -hmm. both these teams know the importance of points here. They're not too far separated, by the way. Pretty much similar, same same wins. The only um, thing that we, 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 we up and above them by a very small margin. So if we get that 30, like you say, should we get a whitewash? We live for a part of it. So it plays a massive part because we still have plenty of games to play. Other teams have played 24, we've played 21. So it's important that Zimbabwe tries yes to get that uh, three 0 whitewash, and also the habit of winning. The habit of winning—that's key, and importantly, two games in a row, especially in a three-match series. Cool. So, um, but where do people get you on your socials? I'm not really active on uh, social media, but uh, for those who really want to, I think I'll rather deal more on on my email. Cheers, <laughs> seventy four at gmail .com. That's where I'm reachable. <laughs> Easy and not active on socials. Okay, so yeah, so 21, 23, 25 March at Harare Sports Club, Zimbabwe versus the Netherlands. Uh, please do come out. It's always a good time to hang out at the cricket. It's a place you can come and hang out with your family. We're looking out over the embankment right now. It's looking nice and, and lush for people to come and sit on. And we know Castle Corner will be in this corner there. And uh, I, I always say that Castle Corner is... Is a tourist experience. If you've never come to, if you, if you ever come to Zimbabwe and you want 
you want to have a wild experience as far as cricket with, with serious fans. Keep your kids away from there. It gets a, a, a bit rowdy, but it's all fun and games. Other uh, than that, the name is Adequated I and Stanley Chills up. Yes, so we'll see you on the next episode of Jeez. the Clubhouse in Podcast. And as I say, from where I come from, I see you in these events. Take care of yourself. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. 